Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Avsnitt är sponsrat av dina försäkringar. Antivativet till storbolagen. Skyddar det viktigaste du har. Läs mer på dina.se Det här avsnittet sponsras av Hela Livets apotek, App och Hem. Där kan du köpa allt ifrån blöjor och nappflaskor till yogamatta och ansiktskräm. App och Hem är nämligen säkra på att hälsa handlar om hela dig och om att ta hand om livets alla delar. Därför får du nu 15% rabatt på ett helt köp över 250 kronor med koden RULLAVAGN på appohem.se. Koden gäller till 30 juni 2020 men inte på receptbelagda läkemedel, modersmjölksersättning eller redan nedsatta varor. Så from now on, köp alla dina apoteksgrejer hos appohem.se med koden RULLAVAGN. Det här avsnittet sponsras av Kry, appen där du och ditt barn kan träffa en läkare eller en psykolog via videosamtal samma dag som du söker vård, oftast inom några få minuter. Kry har uppe dygnet runt varje dag hela veckan året om. Ladda ner appen i App Store eller Google Play. Det är en ny värld som öppnar sig när du blir förälder. Och du kommer snart upptäcka att du kanske tänker mer på sömn än du faktiskt sover. Idag pratar vi bara om sömnen för nyfödda. Ja, de där ganska intensiva första två månaderna. Kan nyfödda sova för lite? Hur mycket kan man påverka hur de sover? Och när är det rimligt att börja med rutiner? Allt det och en massa lyssnarfrågor. Hallå, hej! Jag som pratar heter Evelina Åkerberg och är grundare av Rullavagn. Idag blir det fokus på de första två månaderna av bebisens liv och då extra fokus på sömnen. För det är ju periodvis eller stundtals en rejäl omskakning av livet och antalet timmar som man får sova sammanhängande när man får barn. 
Och på plats för att ge oss lite ljus i mörkret och förhoppningsvis bättre sömn har vi sömncoachen Courtney Landin. Hej och välkommen tillbaka Courtney. Hi, thanks. Ja, du har ju varit med i podden tidigare och mm. då har vi pratat om gravidträning. Men exactly. du eh, jobbar ju med yeah. helheten kan man säga och är också sömncoach. Yeah, I, some people might think I do. It seems like too much, but um, the reality is that so much of it goes together. Mm. And uh, when I when I work with health, because I'm a family health coach, and that comes down to training, sleep, and nutrition, because it, like I said, it all goes together. <laughs> so it may seem like a little bit here and there, but uh, <laughs> my my main focus was to help new parents. Do I also now slept a book on some? Can you tell me a little bit about Yes, I'm so happy to have this out. I've been working on this for two years, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited because it took me a while to put this together because I was really unsure as how to approach the subject. Um, because, you know, coming from the U.S., you hear one thing about sleep training, and then being in Sweden, it's something a little bit different. So I had to really mesh together the two um, to, to get to something that I really felt like I could stand behind. And I I just, I love all the material that I've been able to put together in this. Vad heter boken? Happy, it's, uh, it's called Happy Sleeping Baby, Your Guide for Sleep Success. Just det. Och man hittar den på din hemsida enklast, eller? Yes, yeah, so it's, it's just released. So right now it's only on my website, Happy Sleeping Baby. But it should be out on like, all online stores soon. När du blev förälder, hur var första tiden med nyfödd för dig? Det kanske finns något tänker jag där yeah. som gjorde att du blev intresserad av sömn. Yeah, in, in fact everything I do really kind of started out as a self-interest, even the gravid training, uh, because I was just curious about how to help me. Uh, mm. And it turned into a passion, really. Uh, and that's how sleep started out. I had a, an awful time, actually. Um, <laughs> when I, so, no, and it's, I, I know many people, but it's, it's just, you know, when I think back, it sometimes it makes me really sad uh, mm. because it's it was just awful. I mean, it, like, I kind of feel like I have post-traumatic stress syndrome from it. And I'm sure lots of parents feel that mm-hmm. way. And, you know, it, it's part of the reason why I still only have one child, uh, because I was a little bit too scared to have to go through what I went through. Um, but obviously, when I when I first had my daughter, it was there was many things kind of all mushed together. And being new in Sweden kind of was part of that, because I, I still oh, didn't know can't. the language. I still didn't know the system. I, I didn't have people here I could really rely on other than really my husband uh and and he worked a lot so it was it was a very tough situation then add on a baby who never slept um you know like I remember being in just like um uh after giving birth and like the first night she slept on me and that's how it continued. Mm. Um, she was a baby that we couldn't put down. She would literally scream. Like the day she was born, we we literally couldn't put her down without her screaming. And like, not just like crying, but like screaming, like you think her arms are being pulled just, off. It was, mm. and you know, as, as many moms probably know, like th- just the crying of a baby will trigger this like instinct in you and you just want to make it stop. Um, and so like, of course we did everything just to keep her calm and happy and, 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 you know, everything you can think of. Um, and that meant, 
holding her constantly, which is fine and and totally encouraged. But of course, you know, after many, many weeks, you want to be able to put your baby down uh, Mm -hmm. and be able to have just a meal on your own or go to the bathroom on your own uh, because the the holding and not being able to put her down never, never went away. So fast forward a little bit, uh, really struggling, like literally she only slept for 30 minutes and then she'd be awake again. And most of the time she was crying a lot uh, and we couldn't figure out why. And as a mom, I was just like, there is something not right, mm-hmm. you know, but people were like, ah, babies cry. And BVC was like, yeah, you're, it's normal. And I'm like, there is something not normal here though, you know? Uh, and I was, I was, I was struggling. I had severe depression. I had anxiety, um, and I was, but I was highly functioning. I was happy and I was meeting people and I was, things were going on. Mm-hmm. Right. But I was, I was in a hole. Um, and so basically I started researching sleep, uh, and I started learning a lot, uh, and I started trying to do some things, but they weren't working. Um, so about six months in, we finally convinced our doctor that like, we had to do something and she did an allergy test and sure enough, it was peanuts and milk that she was allergic to. Okay. And yeah. And for me, you know, like, of course I was trying to avoid certain things, but I, I need concrete things, you know, because I was so tired. I couldn't put together food and I relied on eating yogurt or like drinking a coffee (laughs) and you know, it's just like, and you're too tired to think I need to change all of this. How am I going to do this when I can't barely get to the store or make food for myself? So, so that gave me really concrete evidence that like, okay, I need to stop with these two things and, and change it. And, and we did see a big difference. So that, that helped a lot. Um, But then she didn't know how to sleep in a bed. She was literally six months old and slept on me day and night. Just uh, I sat, yeah, and it, it was, it was, yeah, she, that's how she knew how to sleep. Um, and so, you know, at six months old, your baby's getting bigger, you know, and you don't want to have to, yeah, right? So it was, it was, it was a struggle. Um, so then I started researching even more about sleep. Uh, and so that's when I kind of started uh, learning a lot more and then, Around uh, when she was a year, I decided to fly back to the U.S. and become certified as a sleep consultant. And again, this was really just for my own uh, knowledge because mm-hmm. um, I wanted to know more. I still wanted to know more how to help her. Uh, and then when I went through that training, I said, why don't more people know this stuff? Just <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's kind of when this whole like, yeah, yeah. sleep consulting boom mm-hmm. and sleep knowledge really started. So mm-hmm. I was kind of part of that first wave of there needs to be more information. Oh. Men vad bra. Men idag så ska vi då få ta del lite av dina råd. Så det här ska yes. bli superspännande. Vad, kan vi inte börja med att prata lite om så här, hur är sömnen? Alltså precis när de är nyfödda och vad händer de här liksom första två månaderna. Vad är liksom normalt och hur brukar det se ut? So much happens in the baby's first two months. So in regards to sleep, um, the baby is born without having uh, a circadian rhythm. So a circadian rhythm is our day and night uh, rhythm when we sleep and when we wake. And so babies don't have that developed yet. They don't have... Um, 
the same routines that we do that, uh, you know, light means that we're awake and dark means that we sleep. So in the beginning, that's why babies will wake up throughout the night because they don't, they don't know the difference. Their body isn't set up for that yet. Um, their body isn't also producing uh, the sleepy hormone called melatonin at Just the right down. stages yet. So in the beginning for the first two months, sleep is going to be very um, random. But I, I do want to say that it's for some babies, not for all babies, that it's random. Some babies will sleep for hours on a time without a problem, and other babies will really struggle. Mm. So I, I think the really important thing to mention is that when people hear sleep advice, it might work for your child, and something else might work for your child. Mm. So there's not one answer for everybody. Och det pratar vi ju ganska mycket om i podden. Att alla bebisar yes. är olika. Ändå så har man ibland svårt att tänka yeah. att det verkligen är så. Yeah, because yeah. that was one of my biggest frustrations because mm. I was like, well, why isn't this working for my baby? Everyone else mm. is doing this and it's not working. Mm. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with my baby? Uh, so I just want to highlight that, it, you know, you may hear something and it may not work for you and that's okay. Yeah, verkligen. Men hur mycket ska man, för det som vi ofta får frågan om är ju hur mycket bör de, ska de sova när de är... Ja, men nyfödda. Det är klart att det liksom också kanske förändras under de här två första månaderna. Men mm-hmm. vad, är, om man liksom, vad är rimligt att de bör sova? Well, it's a very big window of time. So babies can sleep anywhere from 14 hours mm. to 19 hours. Mm. And I, you know, we, we hear that 19 hour number and we think, oh, well, more is better. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's, they should be sleeping. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it's not always the case. Some babies will sleep a lot. Uh, Some babies will wake up a lot. So, you know, and, and 14 to 19 is a pretty big window of time. Mm -hmm. So I I think what uh, it was, is really important to highlight is that, you know, when we're given recommendations, you know, it's a recommendation and we can fall on both sides of that recommendation. And both are like, or all three really are okay. So it's okay to be on the lower side. It's okay to be on the higher side. Um, What I recommend is that parents start writing down how long their child is sleeping, just to get an idea, not to stress them out, but to get an idea Mm -hmm. of, okay, my baby is sleeping for 15 hours on a regular basis. You know, maybe some days it's been a little bit more, maybe some days it was, you know, a little bit less. But what's the around time that they're looking at, you know, over two weeks or so? But even in the very beginning, you know, I I still wouldn't even say to to, to really track times yet because they are going to be so random uh, and it's going to vary so much, especially in the first two months. So if you're really concerned, do that, but try not to let it stress you out. Precis. Alltså något som jag först förstod ganska långt senare efter att vi fick barn var också att jag hade en väldigt, alltså en bild av vad sömn var. Alltså till exempel att bebisen skulle ligga ner och sova. Det var liksom sömn för mig. Men jag förstod ju sen att så här, jag nyfödda... De, man kanske inte ens förstår att de har somnat vid bröstet eller när de äter från flaska. Liksom. Så att de, de liksom powernappar lite inemellan också och adderar liksom på sömn. Som man kanske inte... 
som förälder ens kanske räknar eller förstår. Så därför så är det lite... Alltså, jag skulle hålla med om det att inte stressa för mycket kring att så här, sitta och skriva ner tider och sånt där när de är så små. För det känns som yeah. att man lätt bara bygger upp en stress för sig själv. Yeah, no, exactly. I, so, something that I, I, I want a lot of parents to understand is that sleeping through the night. So let's, let's talk about that really mm. quick. So like with a new baby, sleeping through the night in the medical world is only considered five hours. Det är so, viktigt att tänka på. Mm. For, for, for us, that's like, uh, what? <laughs> you know, that's not sleeping through the night. But mm. for a newborn baby to sleep for five hours... That is a good stretch of time without needing food again. So I like if I was a new parent or like my best advice is is to know, okay, that is that is sleeping through the night. And that is good. You know, it's not this 12-hour stretch of time that you you don't wake up as a parent at all. It's it's really a shorter amount of time than we know. Mm, precis. Och alltså om vi pratar lite om det här, vad är det som Alltså det är ju helt naturligt att de vaknar i början. För de har ju typ, deras magsäck är typ som en valnöt eller något. De är ju, de måste äta väldigt ofta. Yes. Och därför vaknar de. Är det framförallt hunger som styr sömnen den första tiden? Eller finns det mer som påverkar? A lot of it is hunger in the very beginning. Uh, a lot of it is also that they don't have any rhythm in their body yet. Um, so it, it's really a combination. Um, but yeah, majority of it is hunger. You know, they do need to eat every few hours. Um, like you said, I mean, their stomach is really small and, um, uh, breast milk is digested faster than formula. Uh, so not saying that formula is better. I'm just saying, you know, when you breastfeed, your baby might wake up more often because, it digests faster than formula can. Um, so that could be another reason why uh, babies are waking up is, yeah, they're they're hungry. They need closeness. You know, they they just came out of a, a nice, tight, warm, cozy space. <laughs> and all of a sudden they're, you know, having all these uh, other factors play into their little life. So, so, yeah, there's many reasons why they wake up. Precis. Och något som man kanske också inte alltid tänker på med nyfödda är ju att för oss vuxna så är det ju mer så här, ju längre vi är vakna desto tröttare blir vi. Med nyfödda är det lite tvärtom. De ska helst inte vara vakna för länge. Kan du inte berätta lite om det? Yeah, so I wish I would have known this as a new parent mm. because some babies are overstimulated and uh, you know you'll often hear oh babies sleep when they need to sleep. Ja, jättesofta. Some do, some mm. don't. Some mm. may be like I said overstimulated by lights, by uh, activity and they need a little bit more of the cue of okay, I need to calm my body down. Uh, and and we'll go into that when we talk about temperaments in a, in a little bit because that's a really big factor. Um, so helping a baby understand those cues more uh, is really important, and you can start by doing that with minimizing how long they're awake. So a new a newborn baby should only be awake for about forty five minutes to one hour. 
Uh, then you should start looking for sleepy signs. So sleepy signs are when you start noticing that your baby is getting tired. Um, and in the beginning, you may not know these, you know, signs yet, which is normal too. And and maybe your baby doesn't show them. So what I recommend, um, what I call in the book, clocks and cues. So you watch the clock and you watch their cues. Mm. And, uh, you know, generally it's about 45 minutes to one hour and you should be getting ready for a nap within that time. And so, you know, in the beginning, it, it's going to be really boring. They wake up, they feed, they're maybe looking around the room for a little bit, and then you're getting them ready for sleep again. Mm. And that's all you're doing. Um, det är because, ju det. Det liksom bara yeah. cirkulerar kring det här. Och sen så vill de då inte sova så blir det ju det blir jobbigt och stressigt. Ja. De- definitely, definitely. Mm. If you can get those simple little like routines, they will start understanding that it's, okay, this is what we do, and then I sleep. And you can start doing that fairly early. Um, I usually recommend, you know, I I say within the first month, it's a little bit soon just because, uh, you know, I I don't want to stress parents out, but it depends on the parent. If the parent really wants a little bit more structure and they, you know, they need that in their life, then that's fine to start with as long as it's not bringing them stress. Um, But around like the two month mark, you can start with these really easy routines Mm -hmm. of, you know, they wake up, they feed. They, they look around a little bit, you know, playing, quote unquote. At that age, there's not really much playing, but they're more just looking. And then, you know, you maybe you go change their diaper and then you go into a dark room and then you hold them, you sing. And, you know, that little routine can start helping them to understand, aha, mm-hmm. after we do this, I sleep. Or it helps calm me down and then I sleep. Mm-hmm. Because not all babies can fall asleep in a stroller outside. I know my baby never did. Men när de är vakna lite för länge så kan det ju skapa som en lite negativ snurr av att de blir lite för övertrötta och då får de också svårare att somna. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, can you yes. yes. Sorry, yeah, I might have missed that in the last question because there is so much information to cover, honestly, yeah. about <laughs> newborns. Um, so when they get overtired, what happens in the body is that our, our brains, while we're awake, it produces a chemical, right? And so this chemical tells our body that we're tired. And for newborn babies, they might be able to push through that, but then they're going to get cranky. And so then what happens to try to stay awake is that uh, other chemicals, cortisol and adrenaline, uh, help to keep our body awake. And so, and those are our stress hormones. Mm -hmm. Stress hormones aren't always bad, except in this case, when they're forcing the body to stay awake. And it's the same as adults. I mean, think about like when we're overtired and we're, it's called wired and tired. You know, we can't fall asleep. Our minds are racing. We're overtired. Mm babies have the same thing. And so it makes it so that their body can't relax the same and they will have usually shorter sleeps, uh, more restless sleep. And obviously they're going to be waking more often if they're not able to sleep. Um, So overtired babies will not sleep as well. And that's why it's really important to watch that awake window of about 45 minutes to one hour so that you're trying to reduce that overtiredness. Now, 
it will happen sometimes, mm. you know, oh, that, yeah. that's, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. will happen. And I, I don't want parents to think, well, I was paying attention to that 45 minute window and mm-hmm. my baby won't fall asleep. It happens. And again, that's normal. Frustrating, but normal. Vad är, om vi nu pratar supermjuka nyfoodrutiner som hjälper till att kanske i det längre perspektivet sätta bra sömnrutiner och som kan underlätta för barnen att somna och att sova gott. Vad är några bra hållpunkter att sätta upp för den första tiden? Well, first, it's important to know that everything that we do during the day will help set up for the nighttime. So sleep is a 24-hour process in our bodies. And first and foremost, when we wake up, we want to have light. So you want to have daylight as much as you can. So that will actually start helping the baby's body develop being awake during the day more and knowing to sleep longer at nighttime. So that's actually an important tip to know um, because what we do during the day will help set up for nighttime. So then on on top of that, having very simple routines to get ready for sleep. Now, these are going to change over time. uh, But an example, what I give parents is, like I'd mentioned before, you wake up, they eat, they look around, and then you start getting ready for a nap. And that can be change the diaper, go into a dark room, and maybe sing a song and hold them. So it could be as simple as that. Now, I know that when babies are younger, generally they maybe fall asleep eating. And mm-hmm. that's okay. You know, that that's not the end of the world when they're two months. Um, so, you know, another routine could be something that um, maybe the mom starts singing a song while she's feeding. Just and a- that mm-hmm. song will start then later when you're not feeding to sleep to start being more of that cue of, Ah, I know this song. Just I feel sleepy. <laughs> so, like little things like that can really start to to make a, a, you know big difference. Or even if the baby falls asleep feeding, you can still bring them into their room or you know wherever they're going to sleep and make sure it's dark because you do want to have them start understanding that dark means sleep. Um, and even if they're in a stroller, you can just cover the stroller, you know, just so that's a little bit darker. So it's more of a cue for the body that. Okay, it's sleeping time. Något som jag tyckte var svårt i början var att... Alltså, när ska de somna på kvällen? Vi hade liksom ofta vår, vårt första barn vaket ganska sent. Alltså när vi gick och la oss. Nu hade ju han också kolik som skrek mycket på kvällarna. Och det avtog framåt där. Elva mm. kanske. Men med andra barnet så hade vi ju liksom en sömnrutin för det första barnet. Och då somnade han kanske vid halv åtta. Och då somnade också vår yngsta. Vi, eller vad blir det nu? Ja, vår yngsta somnade också då vi typ halv åtta. Mycket, yeah. mycket tidigare. Um, och jag upplevde ju att hon var mycket mindre orolig och gnällig och sådär på kvällarna. För att hon fick somna istället. Mm. Ligger det något i det där att man... Ibland lägger barn för sent, även när de är så pyttesmå. Yeah, when they're when they're around, you know, two months, even under four months old, um, most of the time, I mean, you can shoot for a 7 p.m. bedtime, but just know that they're going to wake up. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they might be awake for an hour at nine o'clock at night and that's okay. Um, but you, what you can start doing is doing the bedtime routine at seven. That's the routine. And then just knowing when they wake up later, it's more of just like a, a what's called like a night waking, even if they're awake for a little bit longer. Um, but it starts helping get that routine into their body. Um, but anything really under two months, I, I wouldn't say there's a there's a definite bedtime yet. They're they're too small. They don't have the day rhythm yet in their body. Um, so some babies will be awake at nine o'clock. Um, and what I would recommend is just thinking, okay, maybe the baby is sleeping at six or or until seven p.m. You know, of course they need to have that awake time then again to be able to fall back to sleep. So um, I wouldn't stress too much about the bedtime yet under two months old. Um, but once you hit like three, four months old, then you can start working on, okay, bedtimes at seven mm-hmm. or even eight. Um, but, uh, you know, once babies are older, 7 PM is the ideal bedtime. And the reason is, and I know people are like, no, my, you know, my child, if they're tired, they sleep better. But the reason is, is because our bodies get in deep sleep earlier in the night. And that's the only time it will most, most of the time is the only time it gets in that sleep. Um, the reason is, is because our bodies stop producing melatonin halfway through the night, and then it turns into more lighter sleep and the dreaming sleep that we have. Now we will have deep sleep if our bodies need it. So it will, like if you're trying to catch up with sleep, it will still get that in, but it's, it's not ideal. You ideally want the deep sleep in the beginning of the night. And uh, for children, you want them to be able to get that deep sleep because that's when growth hormone is going into the body. So earlier bedtime, 7 p.m. is, is the ideal bedtime. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing I love that Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Vet du, nu finns en app för dig som är trött småbarnsförälder. Den heter Babynaps och det är vi på Rulla Vagn som har gjort den för dig. I appen får du veta ditt barns sovtider baserat på ålder, när ni vaknar och längden på din bebis sovstunder. Åtta av tio föräldrar säger att sömnschemat ger dem bättre nattsumn. 
Du hittar appen Babynaps i Google Play och i App Store. Jag tänkte också på det här. Du var inne lite på det förut. Bebisar är olika. De har olika temperament. Och du pratade om att du liksom inte vill inte har vågat skaffa ett andra barn. Och jag har ju liksom en av varje som är en sån här som var ganska liksom känslig. Det var liksom mycket som krävdes för att han skulle sova. Och sen så fick jag en andra som bara sov som en klocka. Och liksom, mm-hmm. det var lätt och sådär bebisbubblemysigt som man tänker att det ska vara. Um, hur påverkar bebisars temperament att det blir så olika? Why they're so different? I have no idea. I mean, that's just personality, right? But um, you know, it's it's funny because I have a friend who has you know the same same scenario where one child, their first child, was you know sensitive, very very difficult, you know, like all the time there's something, and then their other baby, I, I call him the Buddha baby because I mean he's just go with the flow, so chill, and everyone kept telling me, oh, you know, your first is the hardest, you're you're gonna be fine with the second, and and maybe you know maybe I just you know. Personally, I wasn't never at that time in my life to to hit that point where I was ready again. Mm. Um, but temperament is so interesting, and so my daughter is a uh, highly spirited, sensitive child, and I actually cover this in the book because I, I I see how different temperament is, and I have worked with hundreds of families, and uh, I will I will know fairly early on what kind of child or temperament the child has and maybe what their their journey is going to be like. And so I always love it when I hear, oh no, the baby's pretty easygoing. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. Because I, I can, I can, you know, say, okay, this is what's going to happen, you know, pretty much right on time. Um, so temperament plays a really big role. And You know, I mean, if we look at ourselves and how our own temperaments are, I am also a spirited and sensitive person. So mm. I understand my daughter quite a bit. And I've always research, like read and researched this stuff even before I had her. So luckily, you know, I could kind of see that right in the beginning. Um, and it's going to affect sleep. I mean, like when when kids have a little bit more like higher energy in their body, it will affect their sleep. Um, and you know, it's, it's tricky. I mean, what I want parents to, to do is like, look at their child and, um, understand their temperament and know that, okay, maybe a sensitive kid is going to have more struggles with sleep and it might be for a while, um, maybe forever, you know, that it might be a little bit harder to put that child to sleep Mm. while, you know, the, the, by the book baby is going to be all right, chill, you lay them down, you read a book and good night. And there's no other issues. So temperament plays a really big role in sleep. Um, And especially if you're going to make sleep changes. So say, for example, you know, someone is feeding their child to sleep and a higher sensitive baby is probably going to be very loud about making that change. They're Mm. not going to like it. Um, whereas a by the book baby is going to be like, okay, I'm a little upset, but 
okay, if this is what you say, this is what we're doing now, you know? So understanding their temperament is going to help them understand what it's going to be like to make changes or just life in general. Ja, men det är verkligen så viktigt att tänka på också just för att man, man jämför ju sig mycket både med alltså böcker som man läser och allt man tar in men också med vänners bebisar och sådär. Oh, yeah. mm. Så det är superviktigt. Jag kan ju så här bara lugna att min son är ju nu sex år, han sover Jättebra. Det var liksom det här första året som var riktigt kämpigt. Så det kan ju mm. också. And of course, and of course it can. <laughs> yes, of course it can change. I mean, like, and that's why I don't want to like paint this picture up that oh, you're mm. going to struggle forever. But you know, it might. It depends. Ah, you know, like precis. maybe that child is a little bit more sensitive in general. You know, mm. um, I know my daughter is. She's seven, and she still occasionally puts up quite a fight about going to bed. Mm. <laughs> you know, because that's how she is. I mean, yeah. that's just her. Mm. Um, so I think some of it sometimes is understanding. Okay, that's just who they are as a person, and. You know, ah, acceptance. <laughs> du, vi har ju också, nu har vi pratat så mycket här, men vi har ju fått massa yes. lyssnarfrågor. Så de ska mm-hmm. vi såklart svara på också. Så vi kör igång här. Hej Rullavang-podden. Jag undrar om en nyfödd kan sova för lite. Och vad kan man som förälder göra för att hjälpa sitt barn att sova fler timmar? Ja, en kort men väldigt vanlig fråga. Hur ligger det till med det här? Kan de sova för lite? Uh, yes, they can. Um, is it a huge disaster? No, because I don't want parents to stress about it. Um, like I like I mentioned earlier, I mean, like that window of of sleep can be 14 to 19 hours. So most of the time, babies are going to eventually sleep. Mm-hmm. Even if they're cranky, even if they're colicky, they eventually will sleep. And sometimes they are short sleeps, so maybe 30 minutes. Um, sometimes they're long sleeps. So in this in this question, um, I mean, the best way to kind of help the baby sleep their best is making sure that there is a little bit of a, a, a small short routine that you're starting. Um, try to notice if your baby's overly sensitive to things such as light, sounds. Um, you know, oftentimes young babies are very sensitive to those things uh, because they came out of the womb where it's loud and you don't have to really think about those things. So white noise can help young babies a lot. Mm-hmm. So I always recommend white noise um, if a baby has a hard time sleeping. Um, so... There are those things you can help um, to try to extend sleeping. But if the baby is doing that on a regular basis and you have those things in place, they might just be a shorter sleeper. They might just take one sleeping cycle, which can be anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes, and then be okay to be awake and then sleep again for 30. So sometimes you can change How long a baby sleeps? Sometimes you can. Alltså det jag funderar lite på var det här. Alltså som sagt, med vårt första barn kämpade jag jättemycket. Var ute och gick hela, hela tiden. För att det var så han kunde somna. Um, för att jag kände att så här, det är viktigt för honom 
att sova. Mm. Och då får, jag, då får jag traska här dag ut och dag in. Um, och jag gick ju inte när han väl kunde somna inne så var, kunde jag inte vara ute och gå på jättelänge <laughs> jag hade så här trauma av alla promenader men um, å andra sidan hör man ju folk som säger så här: mm-hmm. nej men bebisar sover när de behöver så här, om man inte vill sova då behöver han inte sova så här, var ligger yeah. sanningen i det där? Yeah, exactly and it's, it's, it's hard to say exactly because I mean there's truth in both You know, of course, babies need to sleep. Um, And in my book, I actually set up like what parents should do first and foremost. You know, like I actually spend a whole chapter talking about uh, routines, um, nap times, when, you know, the baby should nap, at what age, um, room environment. Um, Gosh, I, I cover so much in one chapter because those these are the things that you have to have in place no matter what to help your baby sleep. And then once you have those in place, that's when you can say, okay, is this normal? Is this like what's happening on a regular basis? Uh, is my child going through a development stage? Is that what's causing the short sleeps? Or um, is that what's causing the crankiness? So it's, it's really hard to pinpoint one thing. So First and foremost, you know, work on awake windows, make sure they're not too long so the baby isn't getting overtired. Uh, Make sure that the room is set up for sleep so it's dark, it's it's calm, it's cool, it's quiet. Um, Try, you know, those things first and then, you know, kind of start seeing, okay, is this helping? Uh, Is this still kind of going the same. Um, but what I need to say too on that is you have to continue with it for about two weeks, because if you try it for one night, two nights, three nights or days, it's not going to change anything. Hej podden! Min lilla son på åtta veckor föddes prematurt i vecka 33. Nu är han pick och frisk, bortsett från mycket magknip. Sömnen är dock svår, i alla fall för oss föräldrar och speciellt jag som ammar. Han vill helst inte sova någon annanstans än på oss. Vi har testat vagnen och babynest. Babynestet ligger mellan oss föräldrar och det kan fungera någon timme, men inte mer än så. Han vaknar ofta under natten, ibland hungrig, ibland med magknip och ibland för att han hellre bara vill sova på oss. Vi blir oroliga av att det inte är säkert att sova tillsammans, men gör det ändå för att få ett par timmars sömn. Han sover likadant på dagen, men då känns det okej. Tricks och tips. Ja, du var inne på precis samma för dig. Det här med att de gärna vill sova på eller nära en av föräldrarna. Hur ska man tänka kring det här? Well, you know, eight eight weeks, especially since the baby was born early, this is very, very normal. So babies need that closeness. And so like when babies are craving that closeness, we, we do need to give that to them because it's such an important aspect for their brains and their bodies to develop. So at eight weeks, you know, I I know like, you know, becoming a parent's hard, you know, all of a sudden you have no space, no, no time for you. Your sleep isn't the same. I mean, becoming a parent is hard and it feels like eight weeks is an eternity. Uh, But for a little baby, it's nothing. So 
you know, uh, as frustrating as, as, you know, they're, they're, uh, experiencing it's extremely normal. And what I would recommend is hold the baby, you know, continue holding the baby as much as, as possible, just because that, that being closeness helps calm the child. Um, so we are their guide basically, you know, like our bodies help calm their bodies when they're that young. Um, so I would definitely recommend still holding as much as possible, even skin to skin. Um, and although, you know, as a consultant, I can't say, you know, I I can only really recommend when a baby sleeps in their crib or a baby nest or something like that, that's safe. Um, in this situation, I would say like, you know, if, if the baby's in the baby nest and between them, it's an okay you know, situation and something that parents sometimes have to do to just survive. I know I did not sleep in the safest conditions either because I just had to sleep. Um, and yeah, she wouldn't ever be laid down. So um, it's this is all very normal what they're experiencing. Men kan man också se det lite som positivt? Här kan ju bebisen läggas ner i en timme då kanske, mm-hmm. i sitt babynest. Att det är också yeah. viktigt att tänka på det som något positivt och att man fortsätter, för liksom hela tiden så utvecklar ju den här bebisen också sin förmåga att lugna sig själv i babynestet. Mm-hmm. Om man då ligger nära sen kanske det räcker med att lägga på en hand, att den känner att man är nära. Så exactly. att man liksom inte, ja att man också ser det positiva i vad den här bebisen klarar av. Exactly. And that's when I coach parents. That's what I try to focus on, too, is we try to look at those little things like you pointed out, like, okay, last week, you know, your baby wasn't able to be put down at all, you know, but now, yeah, he can lay down, he can sleep for an hour, and that's improvement. And that's what success is when they're that old. Mm -hmm. You know, it happens in small little chunks. Precis. Um, so yeah, just trying to you know focus yeah exactly on the positives and and finding what's helping that baby. But I, I think parenthood is a shock. I, it really, really is. <laughs> It's just such a shock, you know, to oh. life and your system mm. and your oh, everything. So it's att liksom ge upp all kontroll som mm. man har innan man blir förälder över liksom sitt jobb, sin tid, sig själv, sin egen sömn. Då styr man allt själv och plötsligt har man ingen kontroll. Ja, pretty much. Hej podden. Kort fråga. Kan man skapa en sömnrutin så tidigt som 0-2 månader? Ja, när är det rätt tid? Yes. So you can start routines. Um, I would say as early as two months. I mean, you can start as early as you want, but two months is a good age to start little things. Um, like I had mentioned before, just something really quick before sleeping. So even if you're feeding a little you know, bit before they fall asleep, so feeding and then going in their room, holding them, burping, uh, singing a song, and then laying them down. So that can be the simple little routine that you start for sleep every time. And this includes naps and nighttime. So I know people always ask that question, do I do a a nap routine or a routine before nap times? And the answer is yes, because you want that, um, that routine to get stuck in the body that when they go through it, it almost goes just naturally that, ah, I go through this and I get sleepy. 
Och när, om man tittar lite mer på att börja med mer fasta tider för sömn och sådär. När tycker du att det är lämpligt att börja med? Yeah, so you, you want to always, from like day one, you want to watch awake windows. So from about zero to two, you're only watching that awake window time. There's not really going to be, okay, my baby sleeps at nine o'clock and then 12 o'clock. So that, that doesn't start yet. So watching more of awake windows. Um, around three months, four months, you'll start seeing more patterns as to when your baby is going to sleep a little bit more. It's not going to be a full pattern yet, but it will be a little bit more. And then four months old, they hit a little bit of a sleep regression. So you might see them struggle with sleep during that time. And then after four months old, that's when you'll start seeing and want to start more with, uh, more, We wake up, we do these things, and they sleep at, let's say, nine o'clock. You know, so you're really watching that awake window and having a little bit more consistency with nap times. And the reason why you want consistency is because it helps the body naturally sleep better. Um, when I've worked with parents that have just random nap times, they say their child has a really tough time sleeping because the child doesn't know or, or their body doesn't know what it's supposed to do. Is it supposed to be awake? Is it supposed to be sleep? So routines and those exact kind of around times you want to have starting after four months because that will help sleep happen more naturally. Um, with bedtimes, oh, like oh, again, around four months, five months, you want to start shooting for 7 p.m. for bedtime so that there's a seven to seven sleeping window. So 12 hour window of sleep, 12 hour window of awake. Stort. Thank you for having me. I am just happy to be able to share sleeping knowledge with parents to help pass on a little bit of calm, hopefully. Verkligen. Och om du vill läsa ännu mer om det här så finns ju Courtneys nya bok och du hittar den på happysleepingbaby.com. Vi har ju också många guider på rullavang.nu om första tiden med babys Och vi har ju också en app som heter Babynaps där du får just sovtider. Och de startar från tre månader eller när du är redo för det. Vi tycker ju att det är superkul när du hör av dig i sociala medier så gör gärna det. Och nästa vecka är vi tillbaka med ett nytt avsnitt. Vi hörs då. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.